Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Just wanted to take a minute just to check in with you guys and see how you're doing. Uh, when I, I know every week I ask, so how are you guys doing? But today I want to know, like, how are you doing? I mean, how are things going? And I know there's no way for me to know this because you can't just screen through the computer or the car stereo or wherever you're listening to this. You can't screen through and be like, I'm good, I'm fine. But what I want you to do is to take a moment and to ask yourself this question, like, how are you doing? Because I think it's important for us to check in with ourselves every now and then to see how we're doing um, emotionally, how we're doing physically, financially. Just check in with ourselves so we can have that check-in to see how we're doing so we can know what we need to work on, where we might need to get help, just so we can be in tune with ourselves. And I'm saying this because this year, let's just all face it, has been a stressful year. Like for most of us, 2020 has been a stressful year. For me, I can say it's been semi-stressful. I feel like I haven't done as much as I wanted to, but I'm glad that I found other ways. I'm finding alternate ways to get things done. Like I had a whole list of things I wanted to do and I'm doing a lot of those things, but it's only because uh, I had to make adjustments and figure other ways out to get things done. And it has been kind of stressful. It has been kind of like disappointing because of the whole pandemic and all the, you know, you can't really do anything. You're just not stuck, but you know, you're quarantined and I get why we have to do that. But you know, it's like, I think about February on my birthday, like of this year. And you know, I think about the freedom that I had to go out without wearing a mask and all these things. But I do understand why we have to do those things. But, you know, a lot has happened. A lot has changed in a very short amount of time. So let's say from March until now, like for the past four to five months, we have had to change our normal routine. And our new normal is totally different from what our old normal used to be. And I know this can have a lot of effects on us physically emotionally mentally it can do a lot so that's why i want us to take some time just to check in with ourselves to see how you're doing so what i'm going to ask is um i know you can't do it now but if you can just get a piece of paper pencil right at the top how are you doing and then just start to write down how you're doing if you're not doing well write that down if you're doing okay write it down if you're making adjustments but you're surviving write it down just be honest with yourself and your checkup with yourself about how you're doing and if there is a point where you see you need help in the area please reach out for help get the help that you need if you feel that maybe you feel isolated and you need to join a group i know that it's difficult to join a group in person right now but you know what they have a lot of like facebook groups where you can join where you can talk to people who are similar to you who are like you you can um you can um, text your friends, do FaceTime. I mean, whatever you have to do to stay connected with people, if this is something that you're struggling with, then do what you need to do because this is something that you need to do to take care of you. Now, there could be a lot of things that you're facing. Maybe you're facing financial hardships as a result of the pandemic. Regardless of what you're dealing with, what I want you to know is that you're not alone and that you should not isolate or feel like you are the only one going through this issue. You shouldn't feel like you can't ask for help because you should be able to ask for help. One of the things that I think is positive about what's been going on in 2020 has been that we are all in the same boat. So it's not like this set of individuals are quarantined, these set are free to do what they want. Nope. 
We are all quarantined. We're all asked to wear masks. I mean, what is gone for one person as far as this pandemic has gone for the next. So we are all in the same boat. And we all have to make a lot of changes. We all have to make a lot of adjustments. And all of these things have caused us to change our way of thinking. And maybe even our worldview. Like, for instance, I never would have thought, if you had just asked me, on February the 29th, and that was when I actually went to my daughter's um, band recital. So if you had, if someone had said, Kiana, guess what? In three weeks, or yeah, no, in less than three weeks, you all are going to be quarantined. I've been like, how is that even possible? I don't even understand. You know, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind if something that could have happened. But it did, and we have all had to make adjustments in a short amount of time. So... All of these changes can be difficult to deal with and they can even cause stress and anxiety. So if you are feeling any type of stress or anxiety because of what's going on in your life, then I just want to make sure that you can get through this. And here are some things that you can do to get through this difficult time. If you're experiencing any stress or anxiety or if you did the how are you doing checklist and you realize you're not doing well. Here are some things to do. I always say that if you see that you need help and you need professional help, please reach out to a counselor. Um, At the end of the program today, I do have a counselor that you may want to reach out to, but make sure you reach out to someone and get help you need. Now, the first thing I need for you to do is listen to yourself because you are the best predictor of you. You know yourself the best. You've lived with yourself since the day you were born. Like, you know you. So if you know you're not feeling okay, even if you can't, like, admit it to yourself, or you're just like, well, I don't really feel right, maybe you're not going to say I'm really stressed out, or maybe you're not going to say I'm feeling depressed, but you might be like, I'm just not feeling right. Listen to yourself, and if you notice that you're not feeling right, or something's just off with you, get the help that you need. Practice self-care, because with everything that's going on, you need to have that time to yourself. So if you find out that self-care for you means you need to have alone time, time to think, time to get your thoughts together, then do that. If you find out self-care for you is just that you need to be able to talk to someone who you can trust, do that. Or maybe you need to get your nails done, or maybe you need to get your hair done. I mean, I don't know what it is, but whatever self-care is for you, however that looks, make sure that you are able to make that happen for yourself. I would also suggest that you create a safe place in your home where you can go when you're feeling stressed out or where you need to be alone, just a place where you have access to where you can go. Like for me, it's my home office. Okay, my home office is actually a space in my dining room in a corner. But I know when I go there, I can get work done. I can just sit and watch television. I can relax. And my kids know mommy's in her office. So even though they can see me, okay, yes, they do come in sometime, but I guess that's just the price (laughs) you have to pay when you're a parent. But for the most part, it's a place I can go and relax and get away from maybe the clutter of the living room until I clean it or, you know, just go to that space where I am. So just find a little space in your home where you can go, where you can be you and it can just be your space where you can de-stress, calm down, write things out, figure things out, wherever. Just make sure you have a space in your house where you can do that. And then find a hobby that you enjoy to do because hobbies relax you. Now I have several hobbies. I like to write like the saying, I like to write songs, make music. So these things, when I do them, it distresses me because when I write songs, it actually helps me to write out my emotions. 
and I can actually write things out. So I can be upset. I can sit down and write a song and I can feel better. So that's like my hobby, my distressor, you know, my little therapy, as I would like to call it. But, you know, it's something that I enjoy doing. So whatever it is, even if it's knitting for you, making pictures, taking pictures, drawing, coloring. I mean, even if you have a coloring book or like to do word puzzles, reading a book, whatever it is that distresses you, make sure you do that. And do this more than one time a week so that you can have that place to go. Here's the thing. 2020 is what it is and it's going to be whatever it's going to be. But we can't change that. But what we can change is how we are coping with it. We don't have to let ourselves get run down and beat up because of what's happening and what's going on. We can take care of that. So whatever it is you need to do to practice self-care and to take care of yourself, I'm begging and I'm asking that you take care of yourself. And do that check-in with yourself to see how you're doing. And then you can know what you should do if you need help, who you should reach out to, how to get the help you need. And if you're doing fine and if you're finding ways to adjust, then write that down because it'll help you appreciate your resourcefulness and how you're able to cope with what's going on. And then maybe on a day when you're not having such a good day, you can think about, well, you know, I wasn't feeling good on this day, but this happened, this happened. And you know, you'll have something to draw from. I would also suggest that you write down like small blessings that you can see that's going on in your life right now like things you're appreciative for or things that you're happy for and write it down so that you can even in your dark moments the times when you're not as happy or times when you're really frustrated you can actually write down you can actually read what you're grateful for and try to do this every day just find something to be grateful for so you can have a point of reflection and finally if you guys need to talk or if you need someone to listen to you, I'm here, okay? Yes, I know you can't see me, but I am here for you. So if you need to talk or if there's just some way you need to connect with me or talk to me or just let someone you don't know hear you vent or talk about your problems, I'm here. So just go over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, message me, and I promise I will call you back. You can leave me your email or phone number, whatever you do. You can get in contact with me there. And I say message it to me because you don't want everyone to have your information. So message it. Just message me. And I promise I'll get back to you. I'll answer you back. And I will listen to whatever you need to talk about because I am. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? Now, I have recently been hearing a lot about toxic people, toxic relationships, and even in my own life, I have recognized someone who is toxic, and I realized that I need to make a change with this relationship. Now, in my situation, dealing with this toxic relationship is a little difficult because it's a family member, and no, it's not my husband. Now, the hard thing about dealing with toxic relationships is that they are family. Like in my case, it's hard for me because toxic family members is difficult just because of the fact that they are family. And it's like, to what extent are you supposed to feel like you need to do more to help or you need to do more to intervene or, you know, just do more because they're family members? It's difficult because you kind of feel like you owe it to them to give them the benefit of the doubt. And you owe it to them to give them more chances than you normally would give someone who's not related to you. Well, I know for me that's the case because people who are not related, it's like I give chances 
And I try to be there and I try to help. But it's like with family members, they have a way of like making me, it's like you have that big aha moment. You know what you need to do. You know this person's not good for you. But then they come and they're like, I need help or whatever. And then you just fall back and help them. And then you're just like, what did I just do? So for me, that's the problem I have with dealing with toxic family members. Thank God I don't have a lot of them. But you know, the one or two that I have, that is a problem. So in this situation, like... I kind of felt like I should give this person the benefit of the doubt. And like I said before, more chances than I normally would give someone who's not related to me. Now, I know I, for one, have felt this way because, you know, you just want to help your family. But it's like every time I help this person and every time I give them the benefit of the doubt and been over backwards for them, it's like it's not appreciated. And then it reminds me why I do not hang around this person or I try to avoid this person. It's just like every time you try to help and you try to be kind and try to do this stuff, then you say, oh, God, this is why I decided I had my thing in the first place where I didn't want to be bothered, you know, and it's just one of those things. So this last week, actually, I was in a situation with a family member. I had done everything I could for them. I've been over backwards for this person. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I did so many things to help them. And time after time, over and over and over again, they continued to disrespect me repeatedly. So the other day, I finally realized that continuing in this relationship was just not hurting me. But it was hurting my family. I realized that if I had done everything that I could do to help this person that now would be a time for them to grow up and to help themselves. And I've kind of realized that my enabling, I have done a lot to enable this situation. So I realized that my enabling of this situation was doing more harm than good and that some serious boundaries needed to be established and action needed to be taken. So a plan of action was set up and this person was talked to about this behavior and the discussion was made regarding what was going on. And a decision was made as to what was going to happen from here. See, it's like when you set boundaries, you have to follow through. So we set some boundaries, my husband and I, and we are following through and we are dealing with this as we need to. Now, needless to say, the person was not very happy with what we decided to do, but it was something where, of course, they're not going to be happy because this individual has a way of never accepting responsibility. It's everyone else's fault. They're never in the wrong. So, of course, they're going to blame you and they're going to make you feel like, oh, you should do more to help me. It's all your fault. But, you know, it's at a point where it's just like, no, it's not my fault. I've done everything I can. You have got to stand on your own. Now, do I still love this person? Yes, we're family. But the point still remains that you have got to take responsibility for your actions and I am going to hold you accountable for your actions because you have to grow up and you have to survive in this world and you have to be able to live and do things and function without thinking the world is against you so I realized that so we took care of that now I'm telling you this story because so many times we feel like we have to constantly take the bad behavior that people are putting out And just forgive them and deal with it. And it's like, especially Christians. And I can say this because I'm a Christian. And I have been taught from a child on up that we should turn the other cheek. And we should be kind to people who are mean to us. And I have always disagreed with this principle of forgiveness and turning the other cheek. Not so much the principle because you should forgive. But I don't agree with the principle of 
letting people take advantage of you. I think the way it's been taught, it's been taught in such a way like, well, if you're a Christian, someone should be able to steal from you and slap you and do all kinds of stuff and you're not supposed to say anything because you're a Christian and you're turning the other cheek. I agree. I disagree with the way forgiveness has been taught in the church and I disagree with the way forgiveness has been has been um, conveyed to people to make you think that... Um, if I say something or if I do something, I'm wrong because you're not. So I disagree with all that. But here's the thing, okay? So for all you Christians who are listening, I'm not saying you shouldn't forgive, and I'm not saying you shouldn't turn the other cheek. But I don't think that we've been taught it the correct way. And here's why I say that. I say this because, first, let me just say, I totally do agree that we need to forgive people. Because forgiveness frees you to move on and live the life that you were meant to live. There's been a lot of research showing that holding a grudge hurts you more than a person you are holding a grudge against. So it only makes sense to forgive. However, I do believe that forgiveness may not be something that happens immediately. And if it doesn't happen immediately, you shouldn't beat yourself up over it because it's going to take some time. Sometimes forgiveness is something that you might need to work toward. It might be a goal. Like it may be something like, okay, I can't forgive you now. But my goal is eventually to be able to forgive you. And you're working toward that goal. So it's not like if you don't forgive someone immediately that you're this bad person and you're this wrong person. No, you are human. And if you can't forgive someone immediately, it's fine. It's okay. Take a breather. It's okay. It may take some time for you to build up to it and to eventually forgive. Now, it is important to eventually forgive because you're freeing yourself. It's not even about them at this point. You forgive people because it helps you. And whether they accept it, how they feel about it, that's just the way to go. I like this way of thinking about forgiveness because there have been so many times, like, have you ever been, like, remember when you were a kid and it was, like, this one kid who you may have done something wrong to and you're like, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. And then the kid was like, no, I don't forgive you. And you're just like, what? Because, you know, people don't tell you what to do if people don't want to forgive you. But here's the thing. So it's like when you say forgiveness is for me. So when I extend forgiveness to someone, whether they accept it or don't accept it, I am freed from it because I offered it. Now, whether you accept my forgiveness or not, that's on you. So you can hold the grudge and you can carry the grudge over until God knows when. But I am no longer hurting myself with the stress and anxiety and the anger that I used to feel toward a person because I have forgiven you. Now, whether you accept it or not is on them and is on you, but I've forgiven you. So I've, been, I've, and I've actually freed myself from this burden of, guilt and anxiety and stress because I have I've asked you I've forgiven you you see what I'm saying and then the great thing is like when you forgive other people it makes it easy on us to forgive ourselves because we're not perfect we do things that hurt people sometimes even if we don't even know it but it gives us the freedom of being able to forgive ourselves so forgiveness is important now let me just say that forgiving someone, because sometimes we get confused that, oh, if I forgive you, then that just means you get no consequence and all is well. No, you can forgive someone for their actions, but it's okay to still want them to deal with the consequence of their actions. For example, I think of like people who have family members who are murdered or things like that, and they're like, I forgive you. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But then some people are like, I forgive you. I mean, I really don't want anything to happen to you. But I'm just like, no, no, no. They need to be held accountable because they killed somebody, okay? So, yeah, they should be held accountable. It's okay to forgive. But forgiveness is not like, 
a one for all. Forgiveness isn't like, I forgive you now. Nothing should happen to you. Go along your merry way. No, forgiveness means I forgive you. I'm no longer going to hold this grudge against you, but you are still accountable for what you did and you should therefore still get or face consequences of your actions. So that is how I see forgiveness. And I think that sometimes people don't even think about it. Forgiveness doesn't mean in relationships, if I forgive you, it doesn't mean that you don't have to continue to try to have good behavior. No. Forgiveness in relationships to me means that I forgive you for what you did. I'm not going to bring it up and I'm not going to hold it against you, but I am going to hold you accountable for you to do better. And you're going to, whatever consequence you have to face because of what you did, you have to face it, but you're going to have to be held accountable to a higher standard. That is forgiveness for me. So forgiveness is not, oh, I forgive you and accept negative behavior. Forgiveness does not cancel out consequences. So let's just get that straight. So you can forgive, but the person still has to deal with consequences. Now, as far as turning the other cheek is concerned, I honestly do not believe that it was ever intended or meant that you should stand helplessly by and allow people to physically or verbally abuse you. For me, turning the other cheek means that my first action is to establish boundaries while trying to understand what someone might be going through. It also means that I am fair, loving, kind, and that I hold people accountable for their actions. See, here we go again, accountability. So you hold people accountable for their actions. So for me, turning the other cheek means I'm not... I'm going to try to handle the situation in the calmest way possible. I am not going to be evil to you. I'm not going to be hateful. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be fair. I want to try to see what you're going through and put myself in your shoes. However, I am going to hold you accountable. And I'm not going to accept the bad behavior that you may want to do while I'm quote unquote turning the other cheek. You will be held accountable for your actions. I don't believe that it was ever meant for us to like be doormats. I believe it's possible to be a Christian and not be a doormat. You can serve God and stand up for yourself. Sometimes I believe that in general, society confuses kindness with weakness or passiveness. This is why I believe it's so hard for us in general to deal with toxic people in our lives in the appropriate way without feeling guilt that we did not do more to help them. And the thing is, toxic people can manipulate you and make you feel guilty like, oh, you should have done more to help. You should have done more. You should have done this. No, you did what you could. We should not have done more because toxic people can manipulate you. So that is why many people have a hard time recognizing toxic people that are in their lives. Or we just ignore the warning signs because... We don't want to think that we're in a toxic relationship. And it can be determined if you're in a toxic relationship because sometimes we confuse toxic relationship with a difficult time. So you don't want to confuse the two. So here's what you can here's what you need to know so that you don't confuse difficult time in your marriage or relationship with toxic person or a toxic relationship. So here are some things that are gonna set it apart so you'll know whether you're just going through a difficult time or you're in a toxic relationship. Emotional abuse. That is one way to know whether you're in a toxic relationship. Now if you're in a difficult if your relationship is going through a difficult time, yeah, there are gonna be things that you say that you don't mean, things your spouse is gonna say that they don't mean, but it's not emotional abuse. It may not be kind, it may be mean, but there's a difference between emotional abuse. Now, one of the biggest distinctions between a difficult period and a toxic relationship, like I said before, is the presence of emotional abuse. Now, people who love each other, of course, are going to say things in the heat of an argument that can be hurtful, cruel, mean. But these aren't things that happen on a regular basis. So you have to see 
the frequency of when it happened. They're just isolated incidents of lashing out in anger. And it's because of something that's happening at that moment. And it's not a pattern of doing this on a regular basis. Emotional abuse is when these things are happening constantly, every single day. So you wake up, your significant other is emotionally abused of saying mean, hateful things, demeaning you, calling you names. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, that lets you know you are in a toxic relationship. If you find if you are constantly second guessing your relationship, then you definitely need to look and see whether you're in a toxic relationship. Another thing I'll let you know if you are in a toxic relationship is if you're constantly second guessing yourself. So let's say you do something and then your significant other like, oh, you didn't do this right. They're always trying to make it seem like you don't know what you're doing or you're not doing this right. And it's not like once in a while. Like I know every now and then my husband will tease me like, yeah, you just can't cook. And it doesn't bother me because here's the thing. I don't like to cook. I cook because I have to eat. And if I can make a salad or open a can of beans, I'm good. So when he's like, you can't cook, of course not. I don't even try. I just eat to survive and my kids do the same. So yeah, I'm cool with that. But he doesn't tell me this like every single day. Every time I walk into the kitchen, it's not like, oh, you can't cook. You can't do this. You can't clean. You can't wash. You I mean, it's not even like that. And when he says you can't cook, it's more like a joking thing. I'm like, yeah, who cares? I don't want to learn. You know, stuff like that. But if you are in a relationship where your significant other is constantly bringing you down and you're constantly on the defensive and you have to be paranoid about, oh, if I don't do this, what is he going to say? What is she going to say? Yeah, you're in a toxic relationship and you need to get out. Toxic relationships are also, they also have like, periods of intermediate reinforcement and what i mean by this so it's like they can be mean at you screaming hollering calling you names demeaning you making you second guess yourself tearing down your self-esteem and then the next minute they can be kind to you and draw you back in and then they're mean to you all over again then they're kind to draw you back in so it's one of those things where it's like when you feel like okay i should get out of this relationship then they're kind and i can agree this is so true because in the relationship i was telling you about like this person disrespectful all the time and everything is your fault try to make you think that you're the person who's wrong not them it's you because it's always not it's always you not them and then there are times where they're really kind and you're just like oh what a nice person then it goes back so This is what toxic relationships are. And it can be toxic relationships in your marriage. It could be in your family. It doesn't doesn't matter. Toxic relationships do not discriminate. And in my case, like I said, it was a family member. Not my husband, but a family member. And so, I mean, and I can see this whole situation of, you know, the person's being nice and they're being disrespectful. Nice, disrespectful. Scientists call this intermediate reinforcement and... It is just a dynamic that continues to go on and go on. And it's exhausting. And it can be bewildering. So if your relationship is like that, it is toxic. Now, toxic people also try to isolate you socially. And they do this by criticizing your family or trying to distance you from your friends. Always have a reason why your friends aren't good enough for you. Why your family members aren't good enough. Why you should stay away. How you being around them affects you in a negative way. Pay attention to this because it's a form of mind control and it's a way that they can get you away from a support group or people who can actually help you and they can keep you to themselves and they can continue to be toxic and to tear you down. And 
do not let yourself fall for this or let your entire support system go. Another thing to know, way to know if you're in a toxic relationship is that the person discourages you from being who you are. Now, when you're in a healthy relationship, the person loves you for who you are. They encourage you to be yourself and maybe even a better version of you. And I can attest to this because my husband and I, we are so different. But he doesn't care if I want to sing or practice singing or if I write songs or whatever it is I'm doing. He supports that. And, of course, he doesn't want to hear every little thing that I do, which is fine. But he supports it. I'm fine. I can be me, you know. And he can be him. Like, he can go to the gym and spend as long as he wants at the gym. I don't care. That's what he likes to do. Now, I don't always go with him. But, you know, it's fine. It's encouraged. We support each other. And we encourage each other to be whoever we are. And, you know, like I said before, in relationships, you're not the person that they marry because you grow. The marriage grows. The relationship grows. We grow as individuals. So as we grow and as we become the people that we're meant to be, the person that loves you, your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend or your partner, they're going to love you for who you are becoming and what you're doing. They're not going to discourage you from being yourself. And in toxic, manipulative relationships, they will try to discourage you from being who you are. They'll try to constantly tell you that you're not enough and try to make you feel like you need to be someone else to be accepted by them. And that is not right. So if any of these characteristics are what you are going through, if any of these things remind you of your relationship, then you are in a toxic relationship. And what I'll try to do, um, sorry, I'm going to try to remember to put on Facebook um, characteristics you're in a toxic relationship, and we'll go from there. And I'll probably see, um, I'll put it, I'll try to put it on Facebook. So if you didn't have a chance to write these things down, and if you don't have time to listen to the podcast again, I'm just going to try to put it on Facebook so you can see what they are. Now, now that we talked about what a toxic relationship looks like, let's talk about some ways to get out of a toxic relationship with your sanity and with your self-esteem all intact. Okay, so the first thing I would say is to seek help. Like, if you're in a toxic relationship... You need to get help. Now, there's no um, group for this that I know of, but changing is something that you have to do. You've got to get out. So the first way that I would suggest that you get out of this relationship is to remove yourself from it, to leave, go to a safe place, and go somewhere where you can heal and get the help you need. So if you need to leave and go stay with your parents for a while, do that. You need to move out and get another apartment or something. Do that. Whatever you need to do to leave. You need to physically get up and you need to leave if you are in a toxic relationship. The next thing you need to do after you leave is go seek the help of a professional counselor. Because when you leave, you're going to deal with a lot of emotions. Because you may not know it now, but you've been broken down a lot. And you're dealing with a lot of things. And you're going to need the help of a professional counselor. So I would advise you to seek the help of a professional counselor. And a great thing about it is that you can get help online. So even with the pandemic, you don't always have to go to the office of a psychiatrist or a counselor. You can talk to them online. You can meet up with, talk to someone for an affordable price that can help you. So seek the help of a counselor and seek help from family members, a supportive friend, counselor to get you through this healing time because you are going to need help and you're going to need, if you are in a toxic relationship, you're going to need to exit this relationship immediately and get help. 
Another thing that you need to do is express your feelings because if you're in a toxic relationship, nine times out of ten, you have been like conditioned not to express your feelings because you're wondering, oh, what are they going to say? How are they going to take this? What are they going to say? Are they going to make me feel stupid? So you're not going to express your feelings. So you need to get back into the habit of expressing your feelings and expressing how you feel. And you can do this by talking to a family member or a significant other or a co-worker. And if this, if the, you're in a relationship with someone who is toxic, then express your feelings to a co-worker or have a family friend or family. Whoever's your support group, start to express your feelings to them in a place where you feel safe so you can get used to expressing your feelings and being able to talk about what you're going through because you probably have been discouraged from doing this. Or if you weren't discouraged from doing this, things got so heated and intense emotions took over so you were not able to really express your feelings it was just like in the moment ah you know kind of thing but learn how to express your feelings because when you express your feelings you're able to think about what you should do have time to yourself and you can make rational decisions now you may need to express your feelings and say some things in a note an email or even a text message so that you can be able to express how you're feeling and get these emotions out. Another thing you have to do if you're in a toxic relationship is make a decision. Do not go and continue to be in a relationship without making a decision. Now, here's how you can do it. Because sometimes a toxic relationship does not mean that it's an abusive relationship. It could just mean that it's toxic for many reasons. And a lot of the reasons that I read above or that I talked to you about a while ago are some things that make relationships toxic. So you just have to make a decision. So if you feel that you are fine and you can live in this kind of environment and that the relationship is worth fighting for, then you have to decide whether you're going to stay. Now, if you decide that you might be better off without this person, then you need to leave. Whatever you do, you need to think about how the person responded when you express your feelings. You have to decide whether they were defensive, if they blame you, do they make excuses, do they ignore you. These are like tell, tell, sign, these are like signs that you need to know and you should pay attention to that will let you know whether you should leave the relationship or better yourself. So if you see that you're being ignored, there's always excuses, they never listen to you, you're always the person who's wrong, they're always defensive, then this is a telltale sign that you should leave the relationship. Now, if you see maybe that they're not always ignoring you, they don't always blame you, they are realizing that they make excuses and they're willing to work on that, they realize that they're wrong and they need to, they need to change, then maybe you could say, okay, maybe I'll give them a chance. But that's strictly up to you because... People who are toxic can also manipulate you. But it's a decision you have to make. But these are just some ways for you or some things to think about while you make this decision. You need to surround yourself with positivity. So when you're in a negative situation, you need to get out. Like I've said before, um, it's important for you to surround yourself with positivity and practice self-care. Now, whether you decide to leave or fix the relationship is totally up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But you need to spend time with people who make you feel good about yourself. People who treat you well. So treat yourself to a favorite meal or go to church or spend time outside. And here's the thing. It's like not only do you spend time around positive people or people who treat you nice, but you need to become a positive person about yourself. Because if you're in a toxic relationship, you have some negative thoughts and views about yourself. So you need to become positive about you. And you need to 
not just be positive about you, but be able to forgive yourself and appreciate yourself and treat yourself. Treat yourself like the person, treat yourself the way you want to be treated. And so you need to work on treating yourself that way. And so whatever you decide to do, this is something that has to happen. You have got to treat yourself the way that you want to be treated. Now, the next thing I would say is that you have to stick with your decision. So whatever your decision is, if you decide to stay, make sure that you and your partner seek the help of a counselor to help you work and navigate through this relationship. That's what you do if you need to stay. If you decide that you need to leave, you need to leave. And you still need to seek the help of a counselor to help you navigate through this period of your life, rebuild your self-esteem, and just get back to the person that you were, the happy person, the positive person, the person that you were. You need to get back there. So to get back to that person and to rebuild your self-esteem, you still need to see a counselor. Whatever you decide, stick to your decision because you can go back and forth like, I'm leaving, no, I'm staying, no, I'm leaving, no, no, stick to your decision. Make a decision, stick with it. Because so many times after someone leaves someone, they begin to miss the person. Of course, it's normal. And it's easy for our brain to remember good times and forget the bad parts of the relationship. And I can say that is true. Because the person who I was talking to you about earlier is like, we would do things. My husband and I would do things to help them. We would do whatever. And then this person would be toxic. And we'd be like, okay, we just can't deal with this family member. But then... They come back, they need some help, and you just be like, you forget, like, the bad things they did to you because they're family. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe I can just help or whatever. And then it happens again, and you're just like, oh, crap. Now I see why before we had these boundaries up. And then it happens again. This is the third time, and I'm serious. I'm talking about this today, not just for you, but for me as well. So with my toxic relationship, it's like this was the third time this happened with this person. And so I'm... No, it wasn't like the fourth time. Yeah, so it's the fourth time. So I'm like, I'm done. So I made a decision. And like I'm telling you, stick to decision. Because sometimes after leaving someone or after setting up boundaries with a person, you do miss the person. And like in my case, it's family. And it's normal. But listen, I'm going to tell you, it's easy to remember good times and forget bad parts of a relationship. I know because it has happened to me. It can be tempting to want the person back in your life. But remember that you came to this decision after a long, thoughtful process. So stick with your decision. And I'm going to tell you, like I'm going to tell myself right now, trust yourself. Trust yourself. And trust that you made the right decision. Because I know I, for one, I don't take things lightly. And I'm pretty sure you don't take things lightly either. So trust yourself. Stick with your decision. Be strong. You can do this. Because remember, we had to make this decision to begin with because of things that had happened. And for me, like, not just once, but several times. So I had to make this decision. We had to make this decision as a family. So trust yourself and stick with your decision. Always remember that you are worth fighting for. And that if you're in any relationship, whether it's family members or a relationship, at the expense of your own happiness, sanity, or your self-esteem, then it's not worth it. And the best thing for you to do is end the relationship and focus on getting the help you need to make yourself whole again. No relationship is more important than you are. And you've got to remember that no relationship is more important than you are. Okay? All right, cool. The song that you're going to hear today is called Moving On. It wasn't supposed to end this way. Our love was so strong, I thought it would stay. But people and things got in the way. Now I have no words to 
before I end the podcast today, I would like to just take some time to thank BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, for partnering with the Music and Vibes podcast. Is there like something that interferes with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional counselor. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling done secretly and securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor or therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And the great thing about this is that with the pandemic going on, this is a safe way to get the help and the counseling that you may be needing. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and it's free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. So... What I want you to do is visit their website, and you can read the testimonials that are posted daily. Now, we do have a website, because since BetterHelp is joining with us and partnering with the Music and Vibes podcast, we have our own promo code, where you can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So, what I'm going to do is put the link to BetterHelp in the show notes, our personal link, And along with our promo code, Music and Vibes, so that you, when you sign up, you can get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is here to help. And the thing that I absolutely love about BetterHelp is that out of all of the online counseling that's available and that's out there, BetterHelp is like number one for relationships. This is the best place to go if you need help with marriage counseling or relationship counseling, this is a good place to go. Now, they're also good if you just need individual counseling because that's helpful as well. But this is the thing that I love. Since this podcast is about relationships and marriage and dating, I love the fact that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is known for having good support for people who are married and for people in relationships. So this is why I'm really excited to be partnering with BetterHelp. So what I'll do in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to BetterHelp, our link, and our personal promo code so that you can get 10% off the first month. I also like for you guys to encourage your friends to subscribe and I would also like for you to subscribe and share the podcast because when you subscribe when you share you're doing a service to the world you're helping people to hear content that they may not normally have heard otherwise and you're also letting people know that there is hope there is help and that's the thing I want everyone to take away from the podcast like you don't have to give up on anything you don't have to give up on your marriage you don't have to give up on your relationship your dreams you don't have to give up on anything there is hope and there are things you can do to live the life that you want to live and become the person you want to be and to have the relationship that you want to have so i'm going to encourage you today to share this podcast this episode with a friend or family member 
even if you know someone who's dealing with a toxic situation, even better, share this podcast with them. And then I'm asking if you have not already subscribed to just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And a link, I will put that link in show notes as well so that you can subscribe to the podcast. Now we have several ways for you to get in contact with me. One is the Facebook page, which I mentioned earlier. So you can go to at the Music and Vibes Facebook no, you can't. Okay, here it is. I'm sorry, don't write that down. Sorry. You can go to at the Music and Vibes Podcast, and you can find us in Facebook. And when you get there, you can message me. Or you can go to our website, which is musicandvibes.com, and you can hit on the contact button, and then you can contact me that way. So there are several ways. I think I have some. I do have a way you can contact me on Instagram. I'm going to try to put all of that in the show notes so that you can just click on the link and you can contact me, which would make it a lot easier on you. And remember, I'm here. I'm available. I'm accessible. So if you need to talk or you need someone to listen, hey, I'm here. All right. Well, guys, I think that's all for me today. You have ways to contact me. You know how to reach me. Thank you so much in advance for sharing the podcast with your friends. Thank you for subscribing if you haven't. All right. That's all I have. So love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you and have an amazing day and a wonderful week. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.